Hi. Welcome to the podcast, Kirby Mel and Kirby Lee's podcast. Hey. Today is Monday, episode 10. I think a fun topic would be do Kirby Mel and do Kirby Lee cook? Really? You can pick whatever you want, but I think that would be a fun one for today. What do you think? Okay. Sure. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Hmm? No. What do, What does Mel want to discuss? Mel want to discuss quitting grad school because nope, it's... <laughs> not an option. Pick another topic. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about cooking. We support education on this podcast. Mel can't quit grad school. Uh, why? Because it's your education. It'll be so easy if I did. You'd also lose all your money that you put into it. So no, it would be a waste. So true. You're right. Okay. I guess I'll continue doing work. Well, if we're going to talk about food, Mm -hmm. what's your favorite food? I don't have a favorite food. I really don't. Like, growing up, I would say, like, pizza or pasta. But, like, as an adult, I don't have a favorite food. I like different things from different categories, but I don't have favorite food. Ah. So, um, I... That's the thing. I love food in general, so everything, as long as it tastes great, I'll eat it. But... There are foods that I can eat every day with no complaint, and I wouldn't care. And for me, that is roti and curry. It's a Guyanese dish, and I can eat it every day with no care in the world. It's originally an Indian dish, but Indians migrated to the Caribbean, and we tweaked up that recipe, and it's officially a us thing as well. Caribbean dish. A Caribbean dish in general. Many different Caribbeans do it different ways, but it is by the name a Caribbean dish. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, they're all pretty much the same thing. We all use the same brands of curry powder, make it the same way. Um, You can get curry powder from any Caribbean or international store. But yeah, um, I mean, that's my favorite, but I do eat everything. I like, I don't know, I feel like with food, you can definitely like, t- I don't know, it's just like the way you take before, like, you can taste all the culture in a pot. Mm-hmm. And I like that. So, like, when I go, like, when I want to travel and stuff, that's what I want to go for. Like, I want to taste their fruits. I want to taste their national dish. I want to indulge. Because, like, I feel like food is the one of the best things that could connect anybody to a specific mm-hmm. person or culture. Yeah. I think... 
Hold on one second. Hold on one I think that every culture is part of its own type of food. Like, I'm Hispanic. We're known for, like, one specific thing. If you're Mexican, then you're known for, like, another thing. I'm not. Puerto Ricans are known for, like, rice and beans and chicken. Rice and beans and steak. <laughs> so it's different. Like, she's Caribbean, Guyanese, and they're known for their curry pots. They're different types of food, including roti and those types of dishes. So even though we're both from a Caribbean island, I'm we're a not known. Sorry. Caribbean <laughs> area. Because I need to be specific for <laughs> being stupid. <laughs> They're not known for the same type of dishes or the same fruits or the same plants. Like yeah. in Puerto Rico, we both have mango trees, but like Puerto Rico has almond trees. Puerto Rico has different types of fruit available all year round. Yeah. Like we all, we both have coconut trees, but they're not the same type of coconut. We both have mango trees, but they're not the same type of mango. Yeah. It all tastes, you know, great. Because I mean, when you plant something on certain soils, that's different. Exactly. And yeah, we're all tropical. So tropical fruits is a definite must. Like, you know, there's cherries. That they were selling cherries. Those are not the cherries that we have no. in Guyana. I was like, what are those? So, yeah, like, they are so many different things and so many variations of stuff. Like, we both like mango, but we don't like the same kind of mango. Yeah. So weird. Like, one day I went to shop it with Hubby and I was like, oh, mango. I was like, I don't eat that kind of mango. That's the mango he's half Jamaican. And he eats the mango that's like like shaped like a nipple and shit. The one you know what I'm talking about, the one that's like really thin. Yeah. See, I'm Puerto Rican. I eat the fat mangoes, like the ones that are like really, really big, that they're like half red, half yellow, half green. Yeah. You guys eat the mangoes that turn yellow. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I eat the mangoes that are like really, really fat, like a pound each at least. Yeah, and very they're juicy. Like, at the top, they're red, and in the middle, they're green. And like when they're ripe or overripe, they turn like yellow. The mango Mel eats is green, but when it's ripe, it turns yellow. Yeah, and when it's overripe, it turns brown. Yeah, not and the same it's mango. Oh, so good. I don't like it. It's not the mango I'm used to. I mean, of course, it's not what you're used to, but still a mango and (laughs) like we don't like the same types of we like bananas and plantains but we don't like the same types of plantains I want to say like or the same types of banana honestly like a Puerto Rican banana is little like little little banana yeah like the tiny ones are in like a little bushel like that are like maybe two inches tall are Puerto Rican bananas the chiquitos, which is what they're legit called. They're called chiquito banana. And they're not everywhere, which is they're weird. Not. We have those in Ghana too, like the little ones. Yeah. We also have like the medium sized ones. They're like two different um, 
there's two different banana trees that grow in Guyana. Well, it's not even trees. Um, what do they call? Suckets? Whatever. Banana plant. Damn it. Anyways, yeah, we have two of them that grows in Guyana. The really, really small ones that the Kikitos plants and then the regular ones. But also because like all of the um fertilizers and stuff that america used to like amp up their plants they make them huge it's weird yeah i'm like i'm not eating that like bananas in the u.s take like a week to ripen in the store like bananas where we're from you take them off the tree that day they're ripe that day exactly it's very different and like plantain plantains are different here too like plantains on the island you know what they are by their color in the u.s that's not always the same like nope. yellow plantain and green plantain are definite but in the u.s they all come in green for some reason yeah like, they're not ripe. they all come in green yeah so, so like until wait until it you ripens. don't know yeah which banana you're getting well plantain banana which is very different. It is very different. Because on the tree, they grow different colors. Mm-hmm. But they're picked before they're ripe for U.S. shipment. So they're not the, the right color bananas, plantain bananas. Jesus, it's hard to say both words. <laughs> because in Spanish, plantain is the word banana in English. Yeah. So it's hard to translate it all the time. Oops. Because to me, it's one word and one thing. Yeah, that's so different here. That is true. Like growing in Puerto Rico, milk comes in a bag, <laughs> not a carton or a jug. It's like when I was on in Puerto Rico as a kid, I drank milk out of a bag. Come to the U.S., I drink milk in a carton, and I can't drink it. I'm lactose intolerant. It's like, but I can drink milk in a bag. What do the Americans put in their fucking milk? I don't know. <laughs> I can't drink it. Because I bet you did the same thing as a kid. You drank it from the bag and it was perfectly fine. You're perfectly healthy. Well, when you come to the US, drink milk. As there's something wrong with yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, we've had powder milk in Guyana. Like, Klim, I see it's coming here to the US now, but like, Klim was always something that we drank. But, well, with Guyana, we have, you know, a bunch of farmlands too so we got the real shit we didn't get like these watered down milks that these people call milk we had like actual cow milk that was produced in that country that tastes like it tastes natural and tastes real over here i when i saw you see a big old gallon container of milk i'm looking at this thing like what is this it looks like it shakes like water like milk is supposed to well it's kind of tinted it's not fully white it's almost like a cream color like it's not it's like an off white cream color it's not white white so I'm just like what is that but I mean yeah I know some of you guys are going to be like but you live here so you might as well yeah but it's not the same it isn't the same and it is a culture shock when you come from another country expecting something and it's not there. But yeah, it happens. 
Like, I grew up in the United States. I'm, like, from New Jersey. <laughs> but I also spent a lot of my life in other countries and other places. Like, a lot of it. So it's weird to, like, see other cultures. It's like, huh, that looks normal. And then come back home, it's like, huh, this doesn't look normal. Yeah. Like, just, like, your genetic culture when you're in your actual, like, I'm this race, I'm this thing, and you go and see it live, it's like, oh, it seems pretty normal. Yeah. I could do this every day. Versus, like, the American lifestyle, it's like, this shit sucks. Yeah, it does. Also, um, a lot of fruits and vegetables you have in this country. So, what me and my stepmom was talking about earlier is making certain foods especially if we're gonna like make Guyanese food with American fruits or vegetables it doesn't come out the same like the taste doesn't come out the same so like or that is very true yeah or the like vegetables is harder to manage because like um cassava I think you guys call it yucca yucca Mm -hmm. Yuka. Same thing. There you go. Yuka. <laughs> yeah, those. It's a shorter name, but like a lot. Yeah. So yeah, cassava. Yeah, like it's harder to boil that to make soup. Yeah, it takes forever. In Ghana, is like 10 minutes tops and there you go, it's ready. No, in the US, two hours to boil that bitch. To get that shit soft, at least two hours boiling. Yeah. Yuka. So I'm like, what the hell is that? Pumpkin takes forever. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin squash. Yeah, I'm like... Zucchini. <laughs> I actually tried zucchini for the first time, and I was like, ew. The aftertaste was just... I'm like, wow. And I thought it was a nice fruit. Um, vegetable. I'm like, wow. Never mind. Yeah. I like it could just be that when hmm? I make it the way I make it I okay it. so I'll, I'll probably have to it. try it again that's what I told myself to like um give it a second try because maybe the place I had it just didn't know how to do it properly so I'm definitely gonna Damn. give it a try again like a zucchini a yellow zucchini no yeah a yellow zucchini a green squash and a white squash. I like squash. And then I cut them all up and I season them all together and I put them in the oven for like 20 minutes. Yeah. I like squash. By the way, people, if you're looking for a low uh, was what I'm looking for. Yeah, like a low-carb um, pasta. Spaghetti squash is really, really good. Just wanted to throw that out there. I've never tried it. I have no really? I've never tried it. So when I was in San Diego, my cousin, she's vegan. She made it for me. And I was wondering why she gave me this squash with like ground, fake ground beef on top and, and called it, you know, pasta. But it tastes really, really good. So it also depends on where you get them from. In San Diego, a lot of stuff is very organic over there. And it's naturally sweet, but 
not too sweet, like it's like a fruit. So it gave off a really good taste with the ground beef. So I thought that that was really, really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, people's been making their own noodles with vegetables as options. The best one I've tasted yet was this, um, the spaghetti squash. Best I've ever had. That's a hard question. Like, what are the best noodles you've mm-hmm. ever had? I've never thought about that. Like, what are the best noodles I've ever had? You know what? I know the answer. Peruvian, Peruvian noodles are the best. Uh. I also grew up eating <laughs> Peruvian noodles. So, like, down the street. So, currently, where I live, down the street is a Peruvian place, and it's out. There's two owned by one family. That's how popular oh, they no. are. And we grew up eating it. It's like a family, like where are, we would all go. It's a family style restaurant, so it's like where we would all go as a family growing up. Like my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, we all went to the same restaurant together. And like to the point where the owners knew who we were, <laughs> like by name. And they have, so it's called Tayarin Verde, which is like green noodles. It's kind of like pesto, but like not noodles. Oh. Like when I come over, I gotta try it. It's legit down the street. It's not far from my house. It's like maybe a block so? and a half. And it's like, I've had those my whole life. No matter when I have them, always fucking delicious. That's good. That's another thing. Yeah, like some places I've also known, like restaurants, food can be good one time and then shitty the next, especially if it's like different chefs and mm-hmm. stuff. So, as much as everyone likes to do, you know, first um, impressions, I always try to go at least twice to make a judgment. Because sometimes maybe, you know, shit happens. What if, you know, the chef quit and then the, the sous chef had to do something real quick that day? No, man, that shit happens. That shit really does happen. Like, Raymond's in Montclair was one of the most popping breakfast places. New management? Yeah, so like, you know, you just got to give it too because you never know what can happen. Or like Tops. Tops got a new chef that was more versed in different types, like Tops Diner across the river. Oh, I love Tops Diner. Super famous. Number one in the country. They got a new chef yeah, number one in the country. They got a new chef a decade ago. And that dude remodeled that menu and it, it is. is fantastic. Like 20 years ago, <laughs> fuck that menu. But it was all Italian. It was only Italian, that menu. Now that menu is yeah. every culture. It is great. They did really good with that um with that diner. Even when you go inside, like the customer mm-hmm. service is really good. It's much it better is. Than it used to be. I mean, don't ever go to Top's Diner on like a Saturday morning or like Sunday morning. No, that's a drunk <laughs> spot. You'll be waiting for hours for a table. Mm-hmm. Order on yes. Uber Eats, babes. Don't well, I can't order Top's from Uber Eats. Can I? Oh, yeah, it's not near your house. I might be able to. Near my house. You can order from yeah. my house. I know it's I know I can order from you, but for me, I think I'm a little out of radius. But too far. No, I really do love their food and it's so fresh. 
one time me and my best friend went there and me and him, we sat down. We saw this man. He's been sitting there for hours trying everything on the menu. Mm-hmm. So we asked the lady, we're like, is he like a food critic or something? Because like every time we look up, he has a new plate and he's been sitting there for hours. She was like, oh, no, he's an outside. He's an um, out of towner and he heard about us. So he's just trying the menu. I'm like, people actually do that? Sit here and eat everything? Yes. She's like, yeah. Yes. I was like, okay. Like, there's a place I go to. Well, me and Javier go to. <laughs> my family goes to. All of us go to it. Cuban Pete's in Montclair. And, and so we know that we've met the owner very many, many, many times. Dom of Cuban Pete's in Montclair. That's a great place. It's fantastic. And the waiters are all great. They're fun guys. But every, like, six months we go, it'll be a random day we go. And it, he's always Dom, the co-manager... And the top chef are always making a new menu. So we always go and it's like, oh, Dom, what's new? It's like, oh, you want to try? It's like, of course <laughs> you want to try. So it's like, it would be like a brand new item that hasn't been on the menu released yet that we get to try. Yeah. But it's always random when we go. And he's happening to be trying new items for the like spring menu, for the fall menu, the winter menu. That's always so a good thing. Yeah, um, so a little backstory. My grandfather is actually a chef and uh, he used to work on cruise ships for many, many years. And he told me one of, like he said, if you want to be a good chef, travel. He said, and never think that you're better than somebody else. He's like, when he went to certain places, he said he went to Brazil, learned something new, incorporated that in his stuff, went here, traveled here. He said he's met so many different people that you get so well-rounded and not being biased. Because, like, you know, some people would just walk into something and be like, oh, um, that's not how it's supposed to look. I'm not touching that or something like that. Every culture has different ways of doing things. And you have no idea what might taste good unless you try it. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, with us being foodies and stuff, we've definitely, you know, tried new things and, yeah. you know, always keep an open mind with it, too. I say you need to go out. If you don't, if you're a picky eater, especially <laughs> you're a grown adult. Picky eater should not exist in adulthood. Because you're A, limiting yourself to a lot of food. B, you're disrespecting someone's cooking when you're a picky eater. I hate that shit. Like, my kid eats anything and everything. Not a joke. Not being funny. She really freaking does. If I have food, she has food. If hubby has food, If Mel has food, food, she's eating it all. (laughs) She has food. My daughter does not care what the food is. As long as it's tasty, she'll freaking eat it. I have no, you have to be a picky eater to raise a picky eater. Yep. Like, Mikey does not care what the food is. It's food, I'll eat it. To a point where hubby was having hot wings two nights ago, and she was like, ooh, wings? Like, shit. Now he had to eat all the outside skin, like the crunchy part, and give her the inside so that she could eat it with him. Or today, 
I had ordered from a Cuban place, Rumba Cubana, and I had a Cuban sandwich because I really, really wanted a Cuban sandwich. And she's over here with me eating a Cuban sandwich. I mean, two-year-olds, they don't eat Cuban sandwiches yeah. for fun. Like, come on. You need to be a picky eater to raise a picky eater. Your kids shouldn't be telling you what exactly. they want to eat. Because it's whatever you Unless they're paying for it. <laughs> I didn't have an option. Exactly. I didn't have an option on food choices until I was at least like in middle school for dinner at home. Yeah. Or like on your birthday. Like, what do you want to eat for your birthday? How... True. That is true. I was like, how does your... Because I'm in a mom group and some of the moms are like, we all... I don't know what to feed my kid. Where the fuck you want to feed them? Exactly. I was like, you're, pick, you're, ma- you're raising a picky eater. By giving your kid the option to say no to you at two, you're raising a picky eater. You better put that plate down. And if they don't want to eat it, guess what? You're starving then. Simple. Like, I cooked dinner tonight. It was pasta with ground beef. And guess what she had today? Pasta yep. with ground beef. <laughs> she was just fine. I mean, of course... When we say this, we don't mean give your kids something that makes them sick. Like, if they really cannot eat something, no. don't force them. Allergies are real. Allergies start at a very young age. Allergies and intolerance to certain foods are serious. We're not telling you to hurt your children. But give them a diverse menu, a diverse choice exactly. of foods. Like, my kids learn the hard way not to eat lemons <laughs> more than once. To the point where now she says a lemon or a lime, she's like, no, I'm not going to try that. It's like, oh, good, exactly. I mean, with kids, they put everything in their mouth anyway. So you want to get them used to different, different stuff. Because, again, when a baby, you know, is born, they got to build immunity to everything that's outside now since they've they've been growing inside of somebody so they have not been exposed to much that's the best way to do it start giving them different stuff incorporating different things i mean with curry curry is also a a laxative so if you've never um ate curry before it can be a very interesting night for you if your body is not like if your body doesn't tolerate it but most Mm -hmm. people we've been eating it since we were kids so it's fine i mean some people some newbies eat it and they're fine too but if you don't have like a a certain tolerance to certain foods yeah that happens it doesn't mean that the cook did something wrong it could just mean is you is the problem no I would suggest if you're going to start trying curries, I would suggest Indian curry, vegetarian style. Indians are very big on their vegetarian meals, and the vegetarian meals are usually non-spiced so that anyone could eat it because lots yeah. of them are vegetarian. So if you're ever starting on curries and you want to like start somewhere, I would go for a vegetarian or a vegan curry made by Indians. Because it is more likely to be flavored and not hot and less likely to make you, you know, <laughs> shit your ass out. If you are, you know, 
a big bitch and you're trying to get some like flavor and some spice, then go for a well, Caribbean curry. That. that will have lots well, more spice. So it depends on who makes it because I don't even make my curry with that much spice. I'm not a big spicy person and my father isn't either. So we don't really cook with too much heat. Um, I know there are a lot of, you know, Caribbean people that cook with a lot of heat. Not my thing. Mm-hmm. Like hubby's dad and hubby? Oh, yeah, they, nope. they're all about that heat. I used to be. Like certain things. So with back to like mangoes, with the green mangoes, you cut those suckers up and we used to put like pepper and salt and call it pickle mango. That used to be the it growing up. Like when we were kids, we used to put the hottest peppers in it because you want to make sure that your eyes are running water and your nose is running. That's how you know it's the best pickle mango you have. If you're not like jumping up and down crying, it's weak. But I grew out of that. And now I can't even do that. (laughs) My cousins look at me like, oh, my God, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I can't eat that stuff. It's too hot. I'm into So I say that I like flavor yeah. and I like seasoning. I'm not there to burn. <laughs> I don't like heat. I like spice. I like seasoning. I like flavor. I don't like heat. Yeah. I'm not too big on the heat part either. Like, I'm not there to be on fire <laughs> on the inside. Because what goes in yes. hot comes out That is hot. a fact. No. Also, people... Like, my butt shouldn't <laughs> burn when I poop. Definitely. If you're going to test foods out, please don't test foods in the biggest quantities that you can have. No. God, no. Like, a lot of our cultures have dinner in a large, like, pot and a sit-down-style yeah. meal. Don't eat the whole pot. Exactly. You gotta taste. <laughs> because exactly. you might die. You gotta taste around, you know, nibble-nibble and make sure it's worth it. Like, I'm Puerto Rican. Puerto Ricans <laughs> don't do spice. Like, we do seasonings. We don't do hot or heat. Almost never. Like, I can go to any Puerto Rican restaurant in Puerto Rico and not have to worry about something being spicy <laughs> hot. Ever. I tell people all times, like, if you want heat, you better ask a Mexican. <laughs> That's them. That is not Puerto Ricans. If you want spicy in your food, you better ask a Mexican because that's, that's yeah. their shit. Puerto Ricans don't do heat and heat <laughs> in a spicy manner. And neither do Dominicans, honestly. Like you want to spice with your food, you better ask a Mexican or a Peruvian and maybe a Portuguese person. But you better not ask a Puerto yeah, Rican because no. it's not going to come with that shit. With Caribbeans, yeah. I mean, we cook with spice and flavor, but we also have a kick in that sucker, which is the heat. Um, mm-hmm. They are... So I remember this one lady came up to me she was like oh my god I can't believe you eating this um Jamaican beef patties they're so spicy I have to go to like 
that's not but true. that's the thing most people if they're are not if spicy. they've never tasted the real authentic thing they feel like it's spicy because like you know if you go to like a um a chicken shack or something they sell beef patties too but they're not actual jamaican beef patties so when you eat those you swear that's the real thing so when you have the real thing it's spicy when really it's just full of flavor, but you don't know the difference. Like she has beef patties. My version <laughs> of that is an empanada, which oh, I does not come patties. spicy. <laughs> it does not. Empanadas don't come with spice. <laughs> they come with I cheese. Mean, so <laughs> beef patties. And Jamaican beef patties are yeah. a lot different. I mean, Guyana have beef patties too, but. They're made a lot different. They're not like a Jamaican patty. Hmm? I like the Jamaican kind. I like the Jamaican kind. I'm yeah. also good, like Jamaican, so. I like it too, yeah. but um, yeah. It's a lot different than what we would have at home. Ours is not spicy at all. Um... Speaking of, I ordered you some pastries from Guyana so you can try it. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we were huh? like a week ago. One of her, you know, one of your relatives yeah. was like, I'm selling pastries. Like, I'm going to get some pastries. Yep. I was supposed to get it this Saturday, but she sold out. So it's coming next <laughs> Saturday. Of course. What do you guys do for holidays? Like, what's okay, your holiday so like? holidays in Guyana is whew, holidays. It depends, actually. So New Year's, we normally break the year eating no meat and it's rice and peas, but we call it cook up, cook up. Um, mm-hmm. for Easter, we have cross buns. And yeah, we eat meat. That's like a like rice and peas again for that. We eat a lot of rice, okay? Ghana actually have like <laughs> we supply rice to a lot of Caribbean countries. Like we make a lot of rice. Um for Christmas we have an Amerindian dish called pepper pot. That is basically what every Guyanese person wants. Like if we could eat that year round, we would, but it's a Christmas dish. Um, pepper pot is made. So the real way of making pepper pot is whatever wild meat you catch, you put in the pot. Because again, it's the Amerindians. So you know how they hunt, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. whatever they hunt, they put in the pot and like the whole village eats from this one pot but you're not living in those vegetations and stuff so we just go to the store and order it whatever meats we want to put in the pot um but it's one big pot of a bunch of meat and gravy it's a dark black gravy but it tastes amazing The Puritans, we have specific dishes for Christmas time and for Easter time. 
And you can't get those dishes outside of those times of the year. Yeah. Ever. Like, we have, we had the, she's had the coquito from, my mother makes it for Christmas time and yeah. New Year's. They are and delicious. she's had some. And it's great. But you can't ask a Puerto Rican to make that and it's not Christmas time. It's, a, yeah. it's like a crime. Or like pasteles. Pasteles have different meanings in like every <laughs> Spanish island. They have a different meaning. For Puerto Rican, pasteles are like how I, I cannot explain <laughs> how to make it because it's difficult. And like you wrap them in banana leaf, you cook them, and they're fantastic, but you only have them for Christmas time, like between Thanksgiving, US time, and like New Year's. It's the only time you can buy them, make them, eat them. So it's like, it's strange to like see how like Americans like, oh, I'm going to make a turkey for Easter. It's like, but it's not a Thanksgiving thing because on like our culture, well, my culture, you don't eat those things outside of the time you eat yeah. them. Like, I can't have coquito in summertime. That's I a mean, crime. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I can't have horchata in spring. So, yes, it's pepper pot is predominantly, you only make it Christmas time. That's the only time you're getting it. Maybe if you make a big enough pot, it can last you till, um, what do you call it? It can last you till New Year's, but that's it. You don't remake it during the, um, during the year. You can if you buy the ingredients and make it, but you don't really make it. What my sister do is freeze it because, like, she likes and, it like, so much, for... so she'll freeze it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, for like Lent time, we're very Catholic, so we're like we give up meat, and it's like all fish dishes. And if you're not giving up it for the whole yeah, week, you like must give it up too. on Friday. But usually they give it up for like the whole time because we're on an island where you can get fish. <laughs> but if you're not doing it every day, it's always on Friday. Like Fridays, no meat, no meat, and like the type of like yeah. processed foods for Lent. But it's like Easter that you can eat meat again, like every day. But like some Puerto Rican households do no meat Friday oh, nice. all year round. We do soup on Sundays. Yeah. Like, I've had that happen before. Soup? What do you mean? So, I don't know uh-huh. why I forgot. Sorry, Guyanese history teacher, don't beat me. I forgot why we only drink soup on Sundays. Believe it or not, it's only recently I started drinking, like, other, like regular soup. On whatever day I wanted to, but normally I I grew up drinking soup on Sunday. That's it. That's all. The only time you're getting soup is on a Sunday. We do have another similar dish to soup. It's called metem, and we can eat that. Sometimes we can substitute it on a Sunday, but you can eat metem whenever. But only. Thing you having on a Sunday is soup. I don't know why. It's just a thing. Oh, 
fun fact about yeah. Mel. Mel's never had grits. <laughs> so I'm half black. It doesn't seem like it, and I don't act like it, but I am. So I grew up eating grits sometimes. Like, sometimes my African-American side of the family would like cook. Yeah. Would cook on Sundays a big meal and like you'd have grits, like stone ground grits. Mel has no. never had grits. It's nope. like, well, you don't have grits? Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> Where else? Like, nope. It's like, oh, that's different. Yeah. No. Or like cream of wheat. I grew up having cream of wheat and she never did. She yeah. the only time she ever had cream of wheat was like when I made it for her in her adult yeah, life. I've never tried those stuff. It's like these things that are so normal, staples in like the American, after the American culture, cream of wheat, grits. Those are completely normal things. I didn't things even know what cornbread was culture. until my father brought it home. <laughs> oh, yeah. And cornbread. Completely normal things to an African American child growing up. He's <laughs> like, no, I've never had that. Nope. Like, Aren't you never brown? Like, <laughs> you nope. don't make these never had house? that. <laughs> it's crazy. I, yeah, you're right. I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> don't take my black card. Like to be someone who looks like they are black. She has <laughs> no clue what black cooking is. <laughs> like she has mac and cheese of my yes. mom that's Puerto Rican makes it. I mean, yeah, mac and cheese is something that everybody in the world knows how to make. We all make it differently. That's it. I was just getting That's there. Does it? Everybody has the ability to do something. I never said it's good. I just said they have the ability to do it. Um, mac and cheese, like one of like the, you know, the world's universal dish. Everybody makes mac and cheese. Actually, I lied. I'll... Indians don't make mac and cheese. No. Um, no. Pacific Islanders, like okay. Pacific Ocean doesn't make mac and cheese. I thought it was very... Um... At all, I don't think. It's like... Okay. Well, Northern Hemisphere type that. of thing. But, yeah, I mean, everybody makes it differently, but I feel like, yeah, that's like a very common dish. Um... Just like juices come into this country, huh? Juices aren't the same everywhere you go. No, no, no. Juice is not the same. That's what I was US. just about to say. As like, it is on that island. Um, coming into this country, we have, like, you go to the store and you see, like, these big old jugs of what they consider juice. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, we get juices from the fruits that grow in our backyard. You just take it off the tree, put it in the blender, and that's juice. <laughs> Sticking in a juicer. So that was another thing, too, because fruit juice and Kool-Aid, I've, we don't drink Kool-Aid. That wasn't a thing. Um, no, not really. Juice box and stuff like that. It's only because I went to American school is why I learned certain things. But yeah, I would have never known what the hell Kool Aid was until they told me. Because mm-hmm. we didn't do that. Our parents made yeah. juice. Like, <laughs> so yeah, that's another thing that's like very interesting. Um, I know everybody's going to be like, um, you guys really talking about food? Yeah. It's Monday episode, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not the same. 
Exactly. You want something creepy, <laughs> freaky? What? You better wait till Friday. Regular ass Monday's shit. regular shit. This is us bonding <laughs> over food. Mm-hmm. Yes. And drinks. And it also gives you guys a reason to connect to us more because I know we normally talk about like a lot of other topics, but you guys really don't get like us as in individuals that share share a bond but to different you know backgrounds because like the other day i i don't know why i just finally asked i was like so what are what do you guys eat in puerto rico because i didn't know i thought so from my understanding i thought latin america was all like you guys all shared the same things but just make it differently like the caribbean did no not turns out it isn't yeah we all make different things it did because if we have cook up if you go to like um jamaica they have rice and peas rice and peas we have rice and peas they all make it differently but it all almost tastes the same our cook up Trinidad makes them, they call it pilau. Um, we have bacon saltfish. Certain countries have bacon shark. Jamaica have bake. Like we all have bakes, but it all tastes different or they're all used for different things. But yes. But with Hispanics, we're all under the same umbrella, but our islands, our countries all have different things that occur naturally like how Puerto Ricans have fish Mexicans have fish on their borderline but in the inside of the country they have their like U.S. animals like the cow <laughs> the, the goat, U.S. animals the sheep. <laughs> like for Puerto Ricans to yeah. yeah because they're in the same fucking country basically in Puerto Rico you want to get some cow you got to go all the way to the freaking yeah. forest and like the farmland to get a goddamn cow like you want something that is more yeah. readily available to you that you can make dishes with and not all the same dishes are in the Puerto Rican, Dominican, Mexican culture. That is true. And all the in-betweens obviously. So to ask me to go, oh, what do you guys make when you're like basing off a of Mexican yep. culture? It's not going to sound the same. It's not going to be the same. It might have the same exact name, yeah. but it won't be at all a similar dish. Like an empanada or a pastel or pestalito, all those names can mean multiple different dishes in every yeah. type of Hispanic culture. That definitely blew my mind. Or um, what's the other one? What I call a pastelito, someone else calls what's the thing the Mexicans call it? Where they put in the freaking um, corn husk? I don't know. What is that thing he calls? Put it in the corn husk <laughs> and then they put it in a pot and they steam it. What know. is that called? Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Mm. Tamale. tamale. Yet. It might. Yeah, a tamale is like made from corn, like ground stone, ground corn, and it's put like wrapped in a corn husk, and it's usually like meat inside. In Puerto Rico, that is an acapuria, which is fried. Mm. It has meat in the side, inside, just like a tamale does. But we fry it when they steam it. It's almost the exact same thing. 
Yeah. But it's the way that we cook it that's different. So it's like as many different things. Like beefsteak can be steak, mm-hmm. but it can also be a cake. <laughs> so it matters the term that is being used and the yeah. phrase it's being used in. Because one word can mean cake, it can mean <laughs> a cupcake, it can mean steak. So it's yep. confusing. Like for Spanish culture talking to another Spanish culture that isn't yours, it's very confusing because certain words that we say are very different. Yeah. And their translation of the same like sentence. Except this one sentence. This one sentence works in every freaking Hispanic culture. And it's very fun. Que es eso? Eso es queso. What is this? <laughs> this is cheese. That's where I'm going to end it for tonight. <laughs> Have a happy Monday. Yeah, I sure did. With our food episode. See you guys we'll on Friday. Guys on Don't Friday. forget to see how she's just trying to like throw you guys away so quickly. Follow us on our social medias. <laughs> Link on our social media. Oh, um, Instagram is Curvy Mel and Curvy Lee. Facebook is Curvy Mel and Curvy Lee, the podcast. Oh, made a podcast. There you go. Made a podcast. <laughs> our <laughs> Gmail account is Curvy Mel Curvy Lee at gmail.com. You can. No and. Yes. <laughs> No end. Just you can word. email us your questions, comments, concerns. If we care about it enough, we'll answer it. If not, I'm sorry. Exactly. No spoilers, so don't ask. So now we can leave. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.